Hello and welcome to Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lyons. And I'm Amon Alex. Let's get into it. So, no guests this week, guys. It's just me and Amon. We thought we'd take this time to reflect on what we've uh, learned so far and just catch up with uh, our lives because you guys haven't really heard anything about us in, oh, probably since December. Yeah. <laughs> in a minute. Yeah, I was definitely going to say that because I was just saying, man, like, you guys probably need an update w- about our lives because we are people, and yeah, we've been uh, we've been interviewing a lot of people, and and um, I guess I'll go first. So about well during spring break, I went to Ecuador, and it was a mission trip, guys, and it was amazing. So I went to Ecuador with this uh, group called Filter of Hope, and we went to this city called Atavalo, Atavalo. And then we, but the, that's the city where our hotel was. And we stayed in, um, and, well, we were going every day to this village called Oz- Azama. And it was just so amazing to uh, to see such a different part of life because I've never been out of the country, but to go out of the country and help people. So we were going, we went to Azama because a lot of the people there didn't have, well, none of the people there had clean water. They would have to go to the city and buy water which was very expensive they'd buy the, like the big blue jugs but we brought them filters that would last 10 years and and we were there since it was a mission trip we obviously talked to them about jesus not forcing things <laughs> on jesus because i feel like people have this like misconception that people on mission trips go there and try to like force people to believe in jesus but that's not even what we do we go there and we ask them yeah, but hey hey man. history just yeah but that's Christians not today to i mean his, history his, if if we're to abide by history i shouldn't be sitting here talking yeah but that's why you have those that's why you have those stereotypes man yeah yeah but that's what but what i'm saying is that's why we recreate the stereotypes that's what that's what this show is about man but <laughs> but um yeah it's it's not even like because i used to probably at one point used to think a mission trip says oh they're pushing jesus so they're pushing their god on people but it, it's not like that at all we go there we have conversations we get to know the person like we're not just trying to hey man here's your diet jesus and then we just go on on about our life we just ask people ask people what they're about and then explain like if they ask or if they want to know because we we don't we don't even tell them if they if they don't want to know we say like at one point we would be like hey would you like to hear about jesus if they was like nah not really we'd be like Sure. Okay. How's your life been? You got kids? Were you were you family? Well, we'd ask all that before we even read to Jesus, but it was just amazing just to see the different types of life. Like there were people in the village that didn't even speak Spanish, even though South America is is like mostly Spanish. There were people in the village who only spoke the native language called um, Quechua. And so we'd have to have a double translator. I'd be talking and then our translator that came with us. Wait, so Ecuador is Spanish? Yeah, okay. it's in South America. Oh well, yeah, right by Colombia. You got Peru. Portuguese. Uh, I know where it is. I, man, I got second in my geography bowl in Thursday. <laughs> man, you're not questioning my geography skills, my, my, but because I didn't know, I didn't know South America was Spanish and Portuguese, so I didn't remember if that was Portuguese or Spanish, yeah. But Portuguese but. is like almost exactly like Spanish. Yeah, but. Slight difference. Like, I don't yeah, know. It's, it's like different. It's like it's like it's, it's like how we speak English here and how people in Britain speak English. Like for example, Tuesday huh? in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was it was amazing, bro. Um, and just to see those people react to us fondly, like even the people that really didn't even want to hear about Jesus, them still react with us fondly, like playing with the kids, seeing the wildlife. 
And just like explore, exploring um, Ecuador. Ecuador is known for the volcanoes, too. I've seen like 40 bar- volcanoes. Really? Wow, are they on a fault? Huh? Are they on a fault? I don't know, but they do have a uh, they do have earthquakes there, which is crazy because they, they they must be on a fault. Then the San Andreas fault go down there. I'm guessing because continental plates. I guess it's on the border, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know about that. Sciences in a while, but you you know what I found funny the fact that they have earthquakes. All the houses in Ozama were built out of concrete. No wood, nothing. Houses built straight out of concrete. Really? Like when people would invite us into their houses, they wouldn't even have floors. They would just have concrete. Like the floor is concrete. The walls are concrete. The house built out of concrete. And like I can I could show you a bunch of pictures after this, but I can't believe I haven't shown Richie's pictures. But like <laughs> if you guys go to like my Instagram and then go to like my tagged photos, I personally didn't make a post, but like people who tag me in their posts, like you'll see me, I had a very nappy head and I was holding a very fat baby. You know. <laughs> just beautiful, man. Just beautiful. Um uh, next thing that happened, because I'm going first, guys. Next thing that happened is I went to Alabama. I was in Alabama from Thursday until we did mention this last episode because we we're talking about code switching. And when I called you, man, your full accent even <laughs> worse than it is just normally us talking <laughs> down the south. Yeah, bro. I I realize how much uh, how 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 different I am when I'm around my family. Like, cause like if I get to talking like how I talk where I'm from. Like the people on the podcast be like, "What are you talking about? I don't know what are you talking about." But um, or or if I had one of my uh, like m- when my mom came on, she was talking like I am now. She was pronouncing her words, yeah. but that's not how we talk. Like we we have like a different um, different lingo. I I recently learned guys that Ebonics is a different language. It's classified as a different language. Ebonics is like technically the African American language. Did you know that, Richie? I didn't know that. That's yes. So that makes me bilingual. You heard that, guys. I'm bilingual. Um. But, <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, so I went to Alabama, guys, and I haven't seen my family. Well, at least this side of my family, my cousin. He had recently bought a house in Alabama. He wanted me to come down there and see it. And so I went down there and seen his house. And it was, um, it was, it was pretty amazing. I got to see my mom for the first time in, like, six months, see my cousin for the first time in a year. He he has celebrated his uh, um, one-year anniversary with his wife. It was amazing. And um, wow, I was in Alabama, guys. So I had been talking to this girl who I went to high school with. And um, Richie hasn't heard this guy. So this is the first time. This is Richie's first time I hear this. Like, so, but, um, and, and like, I've always, like, loved her. Um, or is, it, is it the girl I think you're talking about? I mean, well, listen listen to me talk and see. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and. We, we, me and her went out to the movies, guys. What movie? We seen Morbius, boy, Morbius. <laughs> Morbius is hard, Richie. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it. Ah, it was. You know, I love Marvel stuff, but man, I hate Jared Leto, and that really? movie did not look good. Man, I'm gonna tell you now, man. At the end of the movie, cause you know how those Marvel movies have those yeah. like little. He, I, he mentioned the name. I, was like, I, oh. I saw it, but uh, continue. Oh yeah, and then after the movie, guys, we were just like, you know, you know me, um, you know me. <laughs> I was just bad, but like she's different though, guys. Um, and and I and now she's my girlfriend. You heard her here first, wow. guys. I'm so mine. that means she's gonna be your wife. Yeah, <laughs> she man, no no room to spare, guys. I, I does she know that yet? Huh? Does she know that yet? Oh, she oh she oh she knows it. <laughs> she knows it. She knows it. Like I'm tell like I'm telling you, bro. If if I, I might be speaking out of my butt here, guys. But if if this if this don't work out, I'm 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 becoming a Catholic priest. I'm telling you guys. 
<laughs> I'm not even Catholic, <laughs> but I'm becoming Catholic priest if this don't work out. But yeah, man, she's she's a real cool person, man. Um, hey, maybe we'll have her on a podcast one Ooh, day. Okay, I dig on meet her. Ain't it? Ain't it? Or or she can call in one day. Mm. So yeah. she lives down in Alabama. Yeah, she lives down in Alabama. So yeah, we're doing the whole long distance thing, guys. Yeah, I know it sounds like it sucks, but it's actually I I tend to look at the pros of things most of the time. And I think it, it, I think it'll definitely help with my celibacy. The fact that she's like way in Alabama, yeah. So it won't be as uh, stressful, and and it, and it also makes you uh, want makes you want to uh, improve in your communication, the way you're able to communicate, and makes you want to be like, uh, shall I say, m- more emotional when you talk because you're not actively seeing this person every day. That's why like people vent to strangers, but like since you're not, well, she's not a stranger, but like. You know, you feel sometimes you feel more comfortable. Than yeah, strange I you. feel that. Like I'll tell you more stuff than I tell people back home because I know it's not gonna go back home because yeah, <laughs> it's like two different worlds. I live in like Milwaukee, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I guess you did come down to Pittsburgh, but like, yeah, it's not like you guys are interacting and talking to each other that much or anything. So yeah. it's just like I'm not feel more comfortable Jeremiah just like day. yeah, just like <laughs> venting to somebody up here just because like mm-hmm. it's just like it's not gonna get back home, you know. Yeah, I just sometimes feel like something you got off your chest. But yeah, yeah, guys, I got a girlfriend, you know. You know, I would drop her name, but like you guys wouldn't know her anyway, so. I know. (laughs) 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 I guess it's my my part. I don't know. I haven't had any like amazing things. I went back home. Always fun for uh, spring break, seeing all the boys. You know, I didn't see a lot of them because spring breaks never line up perfectly, but I got to see mm-hmm. a lot of my friends and all that, which was fun. Uh, back down in the burry, some Peppy's hoagies, of course. It didn't bring me one, bro. I wanted a Roethlisberger. I'm not going to take a Roethlisberger on airplane, man. man you got to, bro. <laughs> Put it in your carry-on. Put it in your carry-on. <laughs> take it through TSA. Hey, hey, what is this, sir? <laughs> this, is, this is a Roethlisberger. <laughs> The Pittsburgh airport, they'll understand, but once I get to the Detroit airport and Milwaukee airport, they'll be like, what are you kidding? No, you don't have to do it at the Detroit. You don't, oh, have, yeah, you don't have to I check in again. Once you freaking... I know. I was just, you know... See, Richie, sometimes, like, see, your excuses don't line up. You, you <laughs> excuses do not line up, Richie. Come on now. Come the on person now. next to me just smelling a... The Roethlisberger the entire time. No, you could have you saran wrapped it. That way it kept some of that. Because the one that Jeremiah brought... Boy, it was fire. You talking about it was going to be soggy? That thing was not soggy. Well, it probably was soggy, but, like, I didn't care. <laughs> it was just that good. Yeah, so I went back. I turned 20. Me and Mon are both not teenagers oh, I'm, I'm anymore. So, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't even text you until you happy birthday. Oh, my. Such a fake friend, man. I know. Bro. You didn't text me until me happy birthday. I was with you on your birthday. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. No, what was I doing on Richie's birthday? I have no idea, bro. I'm sorry, Richie. Yeah. Happy belated birthday, Richie. You know I love you, man. <laughs> know. You, you, you know it ain't no harsh feelings between us, yeah. boy. I know. Thanks, man. Man, Richie, I also got a question, bro. Yeah. Because I had an argument with, uh, sorry to bring my girlfriend into this, because, you know, I got a girlfriend, y'all. <laughs> I just got to let y'all. <laughs> Every episode, you, when we have guests on, you're going to be like, hey, do you know I have a girlfriend, actually? Ain't Because like, <laughs> the word, it just don't feel right coming out of my mouth, Richie. Just me saying, Oh, I got a girlfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, I got a girlfriend. I've been I've been practicing on saying it. Oh, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. But um, am I funny, Richie? <laughs> <laughs> she she had the audacity to say that I'm not funny. She had the audacity to say I'm not funny. 
<laughs> very funny, man. I'll say funny. Uh, okay. You yeah. don't have like. I feel like a lot of times it's like unintentional. Mm-hmm. It's just like you'll say something, it'll just be funny, or just give a look. Like, you're not like, oh, tell a joke's funny. You're just like. Yeah, I'm, I'm situationally funny. Yeah, or you'll say something just so ridiculous <laughs> that it's funny or something like that. I would say you're, you're pretty funny, man. Man, thank you, man. That's all I needed. Now I'm going to clip this and send it to her. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Oh well, what else have you done, Richie? Uh, I started a film project, uh, as many of you guys know. Love film. I'm in the Filmmaker Association at Marquette. We started filming last weekend. Uh, I have to star in it, and I'm directing it, and I wrote it. So that's fun, except I'm not a big fan of acting, but it's hard to get actors and like schedule out stuff in a group. So we, me and my group, we were writing it, and we were ca- had the main character as a guy, I'm the only guy in my group, and we're like, well, Richie, you got to play him. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but uh, we shot some big theater scenes uh, last weekend. Turned out pretty good. Uh, should should be done by May, uh, hopefully. Got a 24-hour film race coming up. Other than that, just You got another 24-hour film race? Yeah, they do another one this semester, uh, April 29th, 30th. So if you have Marquette, anybody can join. You don't have to be a Digimedia major or anything. It's a ton of fun. Uh, it's not on Halloween weekend like last time because I, I had a few com- <laughs> conflicts. Uh, but uh, yeah, it should be, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's just, even if you're not like the one guy in my group uh, during the last one, he was just a business major and he was just acting and learn some stuff uh i was there to help him out and i mean he did a pretty good job acting he's in spain so he's not gonna be in my group this I semester should do it. Said. i should do it you should do it. yeah because i'm the best actor i know bro <laughs> like like i could play your part more i'm telling you like i could do it i love your confidence but yeah other than that just directing here at the wire all that getting classes done you know mm. out here uh RAing and stuff which has been a, it's been a trip I don't know if I'm allowed to share any RA stories uh, <laughs> <laughs> legally. Man, legally, whoa! What's RA? Oh, there's some, there's into? some, uh, there's some like, there's a lot of logistics. RA, there's a lot of stuff you can't say. You can't touch residents. That's uh. What do you mean touch residents? Like if they're like, you can't like tap them on the shoulder or play basketball with them or what do you mean? Like in the halls, like if they're like throwing up because you know intoxicated or something, you're not allowed to like even like turn them over or something if they're like. I don't know. You're just not supposed to touch them. And yeah, hmm. I don't know. There's just a lot of little things like that you want to think of, but they're just like, oh, what well, someone takes a picture of that? What well, somebody calls that? And just everything we do is to avoid having to deal with parents. Mm, okay. Parents are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to be a parent. So people can hate me. You're, you're, about, you're about to be a husband, so. Yeah, you're right, boy. <laughs> you're right. Give me two years. Give me two years. Oh, okay. Let's. hey but i did want to say um um oh about the uh wait time out you said y'all can't turn them over if they throwing up what if they like throwing up on their back and they and they choke we'd have to ask another resident to do it i would like we're not supposed to if i saw it happening i would i would break the rules easily because that's a i care about their safety more than your job my job yeah so look at that man richie yeah like it's it's a rule, but, like, if it's that severe, I'm going to do something. Like, you have to. Okay. 
you can't just sit there. I mean, just as a human being, you can't just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. we, everybody got good enough catching up on us uh, in our yeah. life. Had the big, big bomb that uh, Juan's got a girlfriend. I know, right? Well, that's, that's cool. I'm still single, guys. Don't worry. Ain't uh, it? One of us. One of us is still in on the market, guys, ladies. You and my girlfriend is black, guys. So I didn't flip for all my family members that are looking at you. I know y'all Dr. thought Dr. Umar would be very proud of I ain't you. Right ain't now. It. I know Dr. Umar would be proud of me. I appreciate you. I thought about that when I got it. I was like, man, I got a black girlfriend. My family gonna be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> they all expect me to have a white girl. But oh yeah. So guys, now this is what we want to talk about. Cause I know you probably haven't watched every episode or listen to every episode well, yeah listen i was gonna say you can't watch these yeah i was gonna say you can't watch them but what but for those of you who you did watch or <laughs> something me, me and richie will now give our feedback on the uh yeah so we're gonna go through like episode by episode and uh talk yeah. about what we learned about all that so start with the top with uh growing up afro latino in chicago with uh Andrew Muzu, uh, yeah, who got was here on time and uh, mom wasn't today just because he's helping out uh, another show. Man, <laughs> so I'll tell you guys, bro. Andrew, after that episode, me and Andrew are like really good friends now. Like me and Andrew like go to church together sometimes. Richie still hasn't joined us. <laughs> I don't know why, but Richie still has still hasn't joined us. And me and Andrew are like really good friends, and I love that episode with me and andrew I, I bring up the bit where we talked about uh whether black people should uh be more mindful when they're naming their kids all the time because I, I i like when he brought that up i was like man i never thought about that i never thought about whether i should not name my my daughter jaquisha and name her rather emily or something like that yeah so does she have a better a, a better chance yeah life. one time when i was talking to andrew it was me andrew and rashad who was on the black history month yeah so Shot of us saying like somebody's name was like praise God and Andrew goes oh you know they have to be black but they <laughs> be naming their kids the wildest things and, and uh, Andrew was right yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a good reflection talking about the N word I think that was oh yeah a yeah, big man. thing that we talked about a long episode that was a conversation that kind of stuck with me about that because the two differing ideology between you guys because I feel like everybody really has a different stance yeah on that uh no matter race no matter what I feel like. A lot of people have, like, among the black community, it's a big conversation. It seems like among the white community, most of us agree that you shouldn't say <laughs> you it. say most of us. <laughs> I'm not going to say most of us. <laughs> most of the people I know. <laughs> but uh, there are definitely a lot of people who think, oh, it's just a word and all that. Uh, yeah. So there's differing opinions there. And you're talking about just, like, listening. And all that and what representation means to him. I think that was powerful. That's something that stuck with me. Asking that last question at the end of each of our episodes. Oh, like, yeah, definitely. That, that's where I've learned the most, really. Uh, just them telling us, like, wh what can you do different? Because we can talk about these issues all we want, but actually doing something about it, that's completely different. And, and you're talking about just listening because a lot of people don't like to listen nowadays. They always want to get their opinions in. They always want to be yelling over somebody, you know. And you can't listen when you're talking, man. That's that's pretty amazing that um that we just had that that sit down with Andrew because, man, like I don't know. I feel like as a black person, I see other black people and I automatically assume that I know their life story. But 
the more I sit down and talk to pe- b- black people here, like I think that about black people here, not black people at home, which is weird. But I think I know that another story. But when I sit down and talk to them, it, it constantly reinforces the fact in my head that, man, everybody is an individual. And I can't remember the word when you come to that realization because Javon told me the word. It's like Serbi or, or Sutter or Satter or I something. I do not know. Yeah, but but whatever that word is, it's just like so crazy that like s- sometimes I forget. Like I came to the realization a long time ago that everybody had their own lives, but sometimes you forget and you get them thinking about your own life so much that you forget that other people also have. Yeah, their own and life. you don't know everything about everybody's life. Everybody's life is completely different. I mean, really, nobody really knows about like really a lot about my like super personal life or about my family stuff and that makes me different other people so on surface we might be similar but if you like really talk to somebody we're all completely different and nobody has exactly the same opinions nobody has the exact same life experience it just doesn't happen and and the famous words of my uh since we're gonna wrap up on andrew and the famous words of my 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 favorite tiktok right now is when they when Lil Wayne was like, "Oh, Gucci man made the list." Eminem was not even on the list. Shout out my boy Gucci. Shout out my boy Andrew. Amon <laughs> <laughs> really texts me so randomly that the one night Amon always be send me like videos or texts of just him recreating a TikTok <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere because it's just so funny, bro. Or it's just like it just like feels so right. <laughs> <laughs> just at right at midnight, one random night, just Amon reenacting a TikTok. It mm-hmm. happens too often. You should expect it on the night that you don't expect it. <laughs> Moving on into number two, my boy Avi. Yeah, growing up Indian American with Avi Rajvanshi. Uh, yeah. I'm getting real good at pronouncing his name, pronouncing and spelling it. Really? Because uh, I have to spell it for the wire too, because he helps out a lot. And uh, you s- you have to spell it often. Yeah, because I do the credits for when I'm still, TDing. You're still only getting good. No, no, I'm good now. Like I every <laughs> oh. time, because Avi always has to explain it to people and like whoever's TDing that day. If it's not me, like Avi, can you spell your name? I'll be like, no, Avi, I can spell it. <laughs> 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 All right, Clark Kent. All right, <laughs> All right man. But yeah. I loved Rob Avi's. Uh, Ivy's episode. I often think about when he was talking about he went to that Trump rally. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, Yeah, they called me sand <laughs> N word. I was like, Oh, what? I'm going to use that one, bro. Yeah. Because I think about it, it's just like, That's so clever. Like, you ever, you ever sit down? Like, sometimes I sit down and think about racial slurs, and I'll be like, Man, that's clever. Like, I heard, I heard a racial slur. They said, uh, Porch monkey, right? And I was like, What? Porch monkey? That's so clever, bro. Like, like at the like, it's like when Dave Chappelle had that skill. You know, I gotta bring up Dave Chappelle. Oh, I got Doctor Umar, Dave Chappelle. We're back <laughs> in full swing, man. Hey, then we back in full swing. But he was like, uh, he went to a restaurant down in the south, and he was like, I'll have the. And then he said the the cashier was like, You'll have the chicken. And he was like, What? How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> bro, but yeah, it's just like, man, those racist slurs, they be something. But yeah, look. I really liked the obvious episode. What he yeah. had to say, talking about that. Because uh, just that blatant racism, mm-hmm. uh, nobody we really talked to has had really that experience. But because I feel like the most like blatant racism that's happened mm-hmm. in the 21st century is to Middle Eastern people. And obviously sort of looks a little Middle Eastern, even though. A little. There's no difference. Like, you can't really tell the difference. Because the people, 
Uh, sorry, guys, but like if you if you look at the the map of like India and like Pakistan and then like like where uh where what is it called the east part of India where it's but it's technically like a Pakistani kind of I forgot yeah I forgot but the people look very similar yeah they look similar but that's what I was trying to say oh yeah it's just like yeah there's probably differences but like probably not I'm physical because they they look almost identical. Like, wh- like he looked like if he told you that he was uh, uh, Muslim, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. And if he told well, you, well, you had to say Middle Eastern, cause Middle Eastern, yeah, sorry, sorry, anybody. yeah, Muslims. Like Kyrie early. Irving's Muslim, so uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Avi looks like Kyrie Irving a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I can see it in the way he dribbles the ball. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I haven't even seen him play basketball. I have either, but yeah, no, that episode with Avi, I really liked. I liked. Uh, yeah, talking about that blatant racism because Middle Eastern people, I feel like the most blatant racism because of 9-11, because of the war on terror, because of all of that, they've had the most blatant racism against mm-hmm. them in the 21st century. Uh, so him having to deal with that, even though he's Indian, is something that really stuck with me. Uh, him talking about the Festival of Colors. Oh, yeah, I definitely. It made me think about it. It made me want to go like buy a white suit. And then, like next time, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be there because I got a white, uh, white shirt. I'm, I'm going next time. I think everybody owns a white shirt. I'm on. I'm talking about like a button down. Oh. I, I want to get a color. A I white think everybody one. owns a white button down too. Like every Not, for the longest time, I did. Really? Yeah, man. I I didn't even own business casual clothes until like two days ago. I bought a pair of khakis. I don't know if I've owned like any that. Like, did I own a pair of khakis? No, I, when I graduated high school, because we wore uniforms, I yeah. threw them all away. Okay. Oh, you wore uniforms in high school? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, but uh, I, I had that hand-me-downs from my brother and cousin, so I had all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, but Avi talking about, the, I mean, that just sounded fun with what he was saying mm-hmm. and all that. Then talking about being uh, Hinduism and all that because, you know, we really only get Christian. Uh, when you think about religions in the world, all you think about is, like, Christian, Muslim, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's that's mostly because we're in the West. Like, yeah, but yeah, even though they are majority of the world, Christian, Muslim, well, and Judea. When I say like we all, I mean like America, because this is oh, yeah, yeah. We really focus on America in this podcast, really, because we're not very much educated to talk about this stuff. But also talking about India and how different India is, because India is painted in such a weird light in America with how movies portray it and all that, and like you think it's a like the whole place is a dump and all that. And it's, Really not an obvious talking about that. Was tigers everywhere. <laughs> that's that's why I, what I imagine when I think of India. I think of like a tiger just hiding in a bush, and some dude just walking by and just like jumps out and grabs the dude. But that's how that's how uh, you know um, Animal Planet has shaped me. Or no no Discovery Channel is it Discovery? Nat Geo Wild. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> the National Geographic. Yeah channel? yeah National Geographic. You went through literally every nature. Yeah, because I didn't watch them all. Like all, <laughs> all the ones on Netflix, like Planet Earth or or something like that. I've watched all those because I just think they're so amazing. Yeah, no, nah, I watched the ones on Beavers. Beavers are cool, man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't Beavers are underrated. Not gonna lie. But uh, yeah, obvious episode. I really like that. I like talking about it. that's a thing I don't really think about often. Getting that new light, kind of breaking that stereotype that you hear. And yeah, I th- that was a fun episode for me. Yeah, shout out my boy Avi. Shout out Avi. Next is my boy Corey. I actually seen Corey a few weeks ago when when they had the uh, Russian and Ukraine talk. Yeah. And and it was like a panel, and he was one of the first. He was the first person to ask a question, and it was just like amazing to see like how outspoken he was. Cause I feel like when we had him on the podcast, I, I didn't I didn't get that vibe that he was very like outspoken. Yeah. Well, he had to be more careful with his 
words on here because he is president of GSA, you know. I feel like he's like careful by nature if you're the president of GSA. Yeah, but that, but talking about the LGBTQ oh, plus yeah, yeah. community, talking about Ukraine Russia, like. He should have went off. That way we got more viewers. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, that episode was uh, obviously, I mean, I feel like a lot of it, I was reinforced. I feel like I'm pretty educated on that community i know you with the pronouns that was a big thing because you're messing out and messing those up in the one story you're telling but sorry had that conversation i think it's important because that's such a because that community is like newer like the actual like community bless you mom mom just <laughs> sneeze guys <laughs> but like those My issues girlfriend has a cute sneeze by the way you're gonna bring her up like every <laughs> five minutes <laughs> I was just yeah. you know i have a girlfriend right Where's your girlfriend? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, Corey's episode, I really like that because these issues are like more modern and a lot more like pressing nowadays. Uh, and something like everybody's getting used to, like pronouns and all that, everything, it changes so much so fast really recently. And uh, just talking about that, I don't know. I really like that conversation. Yeah, man. Co- Corey actually opened my eyes to a lot of things. He made me want to, like, after that episode, I went to, like, I wish, I wish I, that Corey, that we went long on that episode, because I had so, I have still have so many questions for Corey. But, like, maybe we should do a part two with Corey. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, I think we should get more members, because to represent, you know, we need to get a transgender person. That's a very pressing issue. That's been in the news a lot, getting somebody to represent that community other different things asexual because that community is big and having one person represent the whole community is definitely yeah not it's a good start to have Corey on Mm -hmm. but everybody's so different we have to do more we have to get more representation yeah everybody's so different there's so many different things it's such a complicated topic that you really could have a whole podcast just on that Mm -hmm. but with that one person's point of view yeah just one person's point of view but there's a thousand point of views completely different yeah the next is shout out my boy Corey. yeah shout out Corey. love to have him back well yeah. and number four is black history month that boy richie wasn't on this podcast we kicked him off of this one we kicked him off of this one well we actually didn't it was, kick him off. It actually, was my idea yeah it was richie's idea <laughs> it was richie's idea but 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 richie. give me some credit don't ask like i didn't want to be or something richie did you even listen to that episode i haven't listened to that episode. <laughs> wow bro richie sucks guys this is his own podcast and he he hasn't even listened to the episode oh i know all you guys i've talked to all you guys yeah but so. you don't know you don't know what we talked about you, I know. you might you don't even like know us bro because we educate me come on let's okay. reflect man bet so in this episode we talked about a lot we stayed on for example we brought up the uh we we brought up um like like uh, role models in the black community and and how we look to them and, and what what we seen growing up and how they there weren't really many role models. We yeah. also we also had J Cole has uh, a whole song about that once it was popular <laughs> one. No one. role models. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, we also stayed on the N word. Like we like I know we talked about it with Andrew, yeah. but just to hear more people's point of view on the N word. Like for example, you guys know my point of view. I think anybody should be able to say it because it's just the word. But there were like there were people here who was like like Andrew. He he doesn't think anyone should say it. Also Javon. But then, um, or and another uh, justice also said that no one should say it. Um, 
Rashad thought only black people should only say it. And um, Jaden, we know Jaden is always going to have something weird to say. But he was like, man, I think everybody who's a minority should be able to say it. No white people can say it. That is exactly what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> he was that's like, Asian people, they can say that's it. That's interesting, though, because a lot of Hispanic people I know say it. And uh, to think about, because it is a word that white people mainly use to bring black people down. So it's not like rude as much hate for hispanic people say it but still if you're hispanic you sort of spanish too and like i don't know i feel like that gets testy yeah i feel like they they we don't look at it as that way we look at it as like not from where they came from like that far away we look from the more immediate past which the more immediate past is those hispanic people they grew up in hoods like we did and and mexican and blacks like like there are more mexicans at my school than there were black people because i'm from the south and, and and when you live in the South, it's a lot of Mexican because the border is right there. Yeah, but just to say like that because, like, I know it's not as bad, but, like, Irish and Italian people had the same thing when they first got here. And, of course, it wasn't But they bad. weren't in the hood with us, though. That's th- that's the thing. Mexicans were in the hood with us, like, recently. This is what I'm talking about. Not far back. I'm talking yeah, about okay. right now. I'm talking in the hoods that we live in right now is blacks and Mexicans. Before, I think, uh, which president was it? It was... I think it was 50s. I can't remember, but before mm-hmm. they needed to try and get the Irish vote. They yeah, that was like that was that was way before then. That was like 50s. We we talking about like uh 80s, 90s and up. Cuz yeah. th- that's when you had the rise of 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 the uh what are the Mexican gangsters called? But Charles? also saying cuz I think Hispanic, I feel like that's definitely more close knit, but you talk about like Asian people, for example. Asian people ran our ran our stores. Every store we had was ran by Asian people. <laughs> like well, you break it, you buy buy dollar. I think they have the Sorry, highest uh, GPD. I think in G- out of any GDP. Yeah, out of any race uh, minority sure. group. Of G- any like they're both white people Who? just because Asian people. Well, you can't say you can't say like Asian people because like Asian people en- encompasses a lot of different. Groups. I know, but so of course they. But that's how they had it. <laughs> that's how they have it blocked off. Yeah, because Indian people would be Asian consensus. people. Yeah, like but that. obviously because that seems to be different. Russian people would be some Asian. No, barely, nobody lives on that side. It's too cool, man. But uh, <laughs> but th- but that's still right. Yeah, but what I'm yeah. saying is they have the highest because a lot of them didn't immigrate until later when they had a job lined up and that's why they immigrated. Like obviously he talked about his dad, his dad immigrated cause a job here and a pretty good job. So like he didn't grow up in the hood because of that. I and disagree with that. I, well, m- m- well, I ain't going to necessarily say I disagree with it. I'm not, not the fact that Avi's dad like had a lot of jobs, but maybe he did have a job lined up. But a, a lot of times how um, Chinese or Asian people come over here and get jobs it's it's not necessarily because they have a job lined up. It's because the culture, it's the culture of the household uh, of Asian community. Cause it, so um, there's this, this is guy named Thomas Sowell. Guys, I meant to say this on episode five. So when you listen to episode five or episode four of the Black History Month with all the guys, I couldn't think of his name. His name is Thomas Sowell. But Thomas Sowell broke this down. And it's the fact that you think that since black people were, were such a, were such a, as we put it, oppressed that, that, um, uh, that that's why we're doing bad. But a lot of time it's the culture. Well, most of the time it's the culture that we live in and the culture that we're taught how we see things and, and how we ain't really got like people to be around us to be role models. Cause like, if you look around the black community, all our role models are part-time, part-time activists, full-time basketball players, 
<laughs> full time football players. Like what they know about being an activist. They they hooping on the court every day. They they just coming up with the ideas out there here. I ain't saying that LeBron ain't doing his part, but I am saying he ain't no full time activist. And the full, that full time activist that we do have, nobody wanna listen to him because people point them out and say, Oh, they're lame or they're not pushing this. But in Chinese culture or Asian cultures, they're they're like taught from a young. Maybe it's not the best thing, but like they come over here and they parents be like, You're gonna be a doctor. And they, and they just like force them through this type of culture. So they're forced. They're like forced to be this grossing person because they, they have these expectations well, it's, of it's live up to their both, parents. But I'm saying yeah. not immigrating here as early as Hispanic people did. I was like when everybody was discrimi- discriminated against when they were what mm-hmm. if they were not white. But uh, I just looked up and yeah, Asians have the highest medium income in the U.S. Dollars goes Asian, white, Hispanic, and black. And then if you break up even farther, Indian's actually number one. Really? Indian, Taiwanese, Australian. Oh, shout out Australians. Where's Nigerian on there? Is Nigerian on there? Because um, Nigerians have a high GDP because they also have a different culture. You look at them and think they're black, but they're, 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 uh, their family culture is way different th- than regular black. But you think that affect their in America getting higher? Because this is in America. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Nigerians in America. Yeah, uh... They're not top ten. Wow. Really? Probably because they're not that. There's not a large, necessarily Nigerian presence in America, so they probably can't like calculate their GDP over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't find them. Uh, hmm. South Africans five. Shout out to them. Shout yeah, but them yeah, them but yeah, but black is by far the lowest, which is something interesting. Yeah, uh, it's 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 definitely not just uh, uh, uh the 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 uh what you call it? the system, as most black people like to put it. But it's also starting from such a low point because generational wealth is such a mm-hmm. big thing to build on because yeah. you have that starting point. But I mean, every time there was a thriving black community like in uh, Tulsa, Black Wall Street. Yeah, you see what happened there and. Yeah over years i mean start out from nothing you know we would hire you for a long time and yeah. now now is the time to start building that generational wealth to yeah bring got, up the community as i say all the time guys we gotta get the education financial literacy man i'm telling y'all yeah but yeah. also i want to bring up we talked about this we had a meeting with president level and something i talked about oh, was yeah. uh president level is the uh, like president of marquette by the way guys oh yeah because not everybody goes to Marquette. From Pittsburgh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I did not know, but. Yeah, uh, we're moving on up in the ranks, guys. You're listening to us. We're famous now. But segregation, like nowadays, like it still sort of exists. It's just historic, like Red line the idea of, yeah, the idea of like black communities and then you run, those black communities are run down because of, uh, so Reagan, probably Reagan or Nixon, one of them, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ran down all that playing drugs and, uh, but having the idea of a black community, because like what I think we need to do is like segregation is one of the worst evils ever, especially in America when it's supposed to be a melting pot. And we have a whole podcast about, you know, this diversity, inclusion, learning about new stuff, which is amazing thing, which is what I think is one of the best aspects mm-hmm. about America is these different cultures. But then we segregate all these. So that's why we have so much ignorance, which is what we were talking about, because like, like I'm just not exposed as much to uh, the black community because my town was mostly white which i was just like 
having that like segregation where you have black communities and not integrating them because i think that's one of the reasons why you don't you don't really see that uh the wealth like grow as much because you're stuck in those rundown communities if you're black and then you're like oh well you talked about uh the crabs in the barrel thing like oh yeah crabs in a bucket being uh when you black in a i can gotta go and like moving to what they call white neighborhood you know mm-hmm. look down upon and all that which i don't think it should be because i think we should integrate to the point where you don't have white neighborhoods of that i think there's like exceptions because like we have a jewish uh neighborhood in uh pittsburgh and because there's a mosque there like there's definitely things but those naturally built communities because these like these black communities and white communities like forced to be like that because of segregation back in the day uh it's it's my best hour yeah i was just gonna say it's not like natural communities it's like sort of forced communities i i disagree and that's why i love having this podcast because for the simple fact of um most of the time how we look at uh what what the communities are like now it's 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 just like people tend to gravitate towards each other. Like if I walk in a room or if you walk in a room and there's a crowd full of black people and then a crowd full of white people, instinctively, you might say, oh, no, 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 no. Instinctively, you're more likely to walk to that crowd full of white guys because because you, you grew yeah. up around that. And I'm I'm more likely to stand in the middle and bring. And I think that's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I think that's like. Yeah. A, I think there should be less of that. I feel like you should be comfortable with anybody in america like I, I understand gravitating towards that but leaving the community to desegregate like being able to do like i don't know how you do it probably be a long process but like desegregating everything so you don't have this community so there isn't that ignorance of not knowing another side because you're actually exposed to that side because your community's integrated yeah i don't mean to poop on black folks i'm sorry y'all i love y'all but there have been many times where black people have integrated white white communities and you know what the white people do they move out. Yeah. Because black people, you know what black people or what white people think black people do to their housing? They think it makes their housing price goes down, which technically it and does. Because well, yeah, I'm not trying to blame like, black yeah. people. Like, but it's, like, no, no, it's obviously no, not I know. their I'm fault. Bla- I'm blaming black people. Really? Let's <laughs> 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 just play but, um, but yeah, and it's, necess- it's, it, it's like this because black people look at, I mean, white people look at the black people and, and we have this, um, this standard of whiteness being the bestness like for example like how he asked about the names whether we should change our names yeah but like that's that's to fit with the white standard or for the fact that i have to talk like this on this podcast so people don't understand me that's the white standard and yeah. it's just like and the white standard of black people having i mean of white people having black neighbors and you know black neighbors typically like are louder probably have parties dominoes outside barbecuing on the grill big shirt with sandals on you know and then that they they say that that runs the housing price down which it does because nobody wants to live by that yeah so it makes your house less desirable that's something like every higher up because you know when you think of a higher up becoming they're mostly older people generational wealth Mm -hmm. so most of them are still going to be white most of the people hiring people are going to be white who really control america are going to still mostly be white for right now hopefully it changes and becomes more integrated and i think you're seeing that but it's going to take time and hopefully we kind of break that but we do have to continue this reflection oh, we yes, saw uh shout out shout out the guys that was on the black history month program yeah. man. we'll have them on again 
Especially my boy Javon. I want to get an individual episode with Javon. Okay. That's my okay. boy. <laughs> yeah, I love Javon, except for he's a Bengals fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, growing up Muslim with Nadia Malik. And my girl Nadia, man. I freaking love Nadia. I see her every day, Richie. She's just like so amazing. So if you guys don't know, Nadia was the one who we had on. She, she's Muslim because the, the title of the thing is Muslim. And she's so Look, smart. She's a laptop. See how that is, you know. We try to, like, give a good description of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we try to give a good, because, like, we was like, ah, growing up a Muslim woman. That was, that's what we should have said, growing up a Muslim woman. Oh, yeah. I thought you saw, yeah, we probably should have, but also yeah. saying, having a name be Naughty, I feel like you can yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of infer, but. Yeah, but Nadia, Nadia's episode was great. She's a lab tech in my lab, and she's, like, so smart. And it's, and it's just amazing to see that the fact that it ain't so black and white, because typically when you see someone who's very, very into the science field, they're typically a religious or not religious. I don't religious. think that's as much in the biology field, though. Huh? I don't think that's as much in the biology field. What do you mean? I what, mean, that people are more atheist in the biology field? I think biology, I don't think it, like, whatever you, like, were before you study it, you're still going to be. Oh, no, I don't definitely think not. Definitely not. Biology, pr- biology field probably has the highest um, rate of atheists. Really? For, yeah, for the simple fact that Richard Dawkins is like one of the leading atheists, and he he wrote he wrote the book called um um, uh, what is it? God destroyed. You don't think it'd be like astrophysicist? No, definitely. Well, well, probably it'd be astrophysicist next with biologists. For the simple fact that Richard Dawkins is one of the the leading atheists who who is a bi a biology. So I was uh, gonna say like biology. Other, I guess because of evolution, because that was a big thing. Yeah, definitely. So definitely, biology was. Yeah, uh, would I was be. gonna say, but other than that, if you're just going to be a doctor, nothing you're gonna learn that is gonna really conflict with your religion. Ah, I think. See, that that's also false because in order to be a doctor, you have to go through all these classes. I'm taking them now. <laughs> yeah, but you have to learn about evolution. But you're what you have to know for your job. Like, if you're going to be a surgeon, like, these surgeries, how does that affect? Okay, so people people often get this misconception about doctors as if doctors didn't have to go through everything. So No, what, I know uh, they yeah. have to go through everything, but yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, before that doctor got to that surgery residency, he spent, like, 10 years in school learning very broad subjects. But I have to I learn now. about uh, religion. Like, I have to take theology class. That's not going to do anything to persuade me anyways because of how my belief is and i don't think there's anything too major in biology that you'd learn that would go against religion i think astrophysicists doing that job learning about the stars and all that i think that would make you question it a lot because i feel like to question religion your religion your faith i feel like to actually lose it i feel like that takes a lot of time and like repeated questioning and i don't think you have that as much like repeating questioning through the biology field as you would like astrophysicists. I don't think chemistry would do anything. But yeah, I disagree with that statement for the simple fact that astrophysicists, you're, you're looking out in space seeing stars. You're not observing morality. You're not observing mutations and, and, uh, and, and gene therapy and, and, and the, the albino albinism where people, people are just like, well, you're just like a whole bunch of stuff that you're observing in biology. So I'd say biology is a de- biology because like if you understand like the field of biology, because biology touches over everything. Like chemistry is biology encompasses chemistry. Chemistry is like 
in biology. Yeah. Biology is not in chemistry. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like uh, astrophysicists, they don't they don't do anything. They measure how hot the gas is and, and and the gravitational pull of the earth. And I'd say I'd say an astrophysicist is more likely to believe in God than a biologist for the really? simple fact that they are out there finding out that the world is able to be measured. And if I'd say they probably come to the conclusion, even though only seven percent are of scientists are believers uh, of any faith or, or practice any faith, I should say. But I'd say that they're more likely to come to a conclusion that, man, there must be a God due to the order, ordering of the earth from their point of view. Really? Rather than a biologist. Because when I hear astrophysics, it's like the opposite. I feel like when right. they talk about learning about stars, all this uh, mm-hmm. general relativity, all that. My boy, Neil. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about like, uh, they learned because the randomness that I was talking about that I find beautiful in the world that you like, you don't think is smart. But uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson said that, and uh, he sort of like was he was talking about how like you learn about all this and you bring up all those numbers about probability, like oh, there's this probability that like there mm-hmm. was an Earth and all that. But what they learn. I don't know how to explain this. I'd have to be an astrophysicist. I'm trying to like quote what Neil deGrasse Tyson said, but I haven't listened to it in a while. But like, just I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I oh, I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's one of my favorite people to listen to. Yeah. Like one of one of his quotes he said one time. I think he quoted it from someone else. But he said, "As the shadow from our flame, no, no." He said, "As our flame uh, increases, so does the shadow that it casts." Yeah. And meaning that the more we know, the more we realize that we don't know a lot of stuff. And that's another thing about. Uh, learning that like Earth's not the center of the universe because I feel like in religion a lot of times like because it's the only plant we know of that has life. You think of it as like the center of the universe, but if you're actually well, we all we all we all like nobody believes Earth is the center of the universe. That's that was debunked before we even but had the, regular. No, not like the center <laughs> center. I meant like the center, uh, the like the main place. character. <laughs> to, he said to a main character. Yeah, like the main character. Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying because uh. God created us, you know. We're God's greatest creation, all that or whatever. Mm. It's just like I feel like when you step back and look at that, because like that's more of a, um, a preaching approach. But when you when you step back and look at it, like, and from a scientific view, like one of my favorite scientists who believe in God is John, John Lennox. If you guys don't know who John Lennox is, and we're getting very off topic, but if you guys don't know who John Lennox is, I get, I take I tell you guys. Yeah. So he's been on Veritas Forum a few times. Veritas Forum is like this place where a lot of people come debate, debate and stuff like that. Man, he's he's a pretty good guy. He's a uh, mathematician and he's also done a lot of research in other fields. Yeah, but uh, back to the Nadia episode. Yeah, yeah. talking about religion because I mean that's what we talked about in the episode is mm-hmm. religion and uh, growing up as a woman. Yeah, but uh, another thing is I, I was back to that, the one part we talked about religion and I was so tired that day. Uh-huh. I really like you could probably tell I wasn't talking much that episode. I was so tired and having that debate. Now I'm like, man, there's so much like that I would normally say, but I was just too tired to think of it at the time. But I still I want to ask one thing because I want to clarify the morality thing. Oh, okay. Like saying morality shows God. I still don't understand that at all. Who's who's argument? Oh, I think it was either you or not. I think one of you guys said, or both of you said that. Oh, morality sh- shows God. Yeah, it proves God. I wouldn't say I would I wouldn't I would never or that I would never without God that. there'd be no morality. Oh, oh, you don't understand what we meant right at. Yeah. OK, Th- this is this is what I meant by it. I meant 
that if there is no higher being, right, if there is no higher power being, there is no reason that I should stand by a morality because by that sense, that morality doesn't mean anything because you hold these truths and think I shouldn't do it. Like, for example, if I slap a baby and you say, hey, Amon, you shouldn't have slapped that baby. And I say, hey, Richie, there's no God. So there's nobody telling me what's right and what's wrong. Who are you to tell me what's right and what's wrong? Is it because I abide by this socialized truth because I grew up in the West? Because maybe it's a cultural thing somewhere else to slap a baby in the face. Okay, that's that's what I meant. But by that, you can't call anything evil. If you don't believe that there is a higher power that that is uh, obviously I don't say that you absolutely cannot call anything evil. But what I am saying, but to call anything evil would be to say that there is a moral truth. And you're disobeying it. OK, that's what I meant. I still like, disagree with that completely, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, of course. Of course, you don't disagree with it because you, you think about the morals that you have grown up with and that have a lot of times the morals that we have have been instituted by religion. Because like when she was talking, she was like, "Like oh, like if you don't believe in God, how do you have morals?" I'm like, "I think I'm a pretty morally sound guy, and like yeah. God never, ever like inspired me to be moral." Like, yeah, that's not that. what we're saying. That's that's not what she's saying. Like, and like, I was like saying like you can still have morals without God, like naturally and all that. But yeah, no, no one disagrees with uh with the atheist having morals. We're, no one disagrees with the point that atheists have morals. The The question more so is how can you stand on those morals if you don't believe in there's a, an objective moral lawgiver? Yeah. Well, I'd say like it's up to humans to decide and we socially have. But uh, yeah. And how can you call yeah. someone a bad person? Because you quick to call somebody a bad person, Richie, if you don't have any more moral, moral standpoint. And that's that's because I do have a moral standpoint. I have. But my I'm morals. saying I'm saying like uh, but those are your morals yeah. that you call someone a bad person. But yeah. you, you said as if it's an objective truth that that person is a bad person based off your seeming to constrain. I'm calling them a bad person. So by my judgment. Mm hmm they're a bad person by your judgment yeah. but i'm saying you say it as if it's an objective truth not as in my opinion they're a bad it's person. just we have social constructs and i would think you'd agree with me it's like if we both like spider-man mm -hmm. if we watch no way home i would automatically assume we both agree it's a good movie you know you know i thought no way home could be better to be honest with you guys I thought it was a great movie, but I thought it could be better. Yeah, sorry, see, sorry. I do too, but we both, but <laughs> because we both have that social construct, I know uh, s something about you, and mm -hmm. if you look at a larger scale, like I know what most people socially accept, I can say that assuming most people would agree with me, and they might not. Yeah, but they agree with your moral standpoint. Yeah, and and that so me calling them bad to say that's universal. I mean, somebody's going to disagree with me, but universal to me is democracy. Most people would agree, you know, yeah. which I don't know the truth when I call somebody a bad person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I 100 I, percent I understand what you're saying, because I, I and know. also most time it's by my morals, because like most people would call a lot of people call Mike Vick a bad person. I don't think Mike Vick's a bad person. He's a great person. I, I, I like to touch on that because 
people people look at like dog fighting and be like, oh, it's terrible. But like growing up in black neighborhoods where I'm from, that's a cultural yeah. thing. Like where I'm from, we always fought dogs. Or if a dog had a litter of puppies, everybody went over. Man, that's one my that's my dog right there. And then we put them together, pinch their back, pinch their side, pull their ear, and then we put them in front of each other and let well, them kill well, each other. Well, now you're snitching, but uh. But <laughs> hey, 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 closed case, man. That's a closed case. That's a closed case. You can't reopen a closed case, but yeah, man. And, uh, I tend to agree with you on that. Mike Vick, I think, is a great person, and he learned from his mistakes. He's been doing great things, and I think he was a good person before that, but you're a victim of your environment, you know? Yeah, product of it. Or product, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Same thing. Well, victim because he went to jail, so he did. (laughs) He was a victim. He was a victim uh, by them white ladies that was like, oh, my God, you're killing me. Oh, it was crazy when he got signed by Pittsburgh. I'm like, everybody protesting it. Really? Everybody protested? A lot of people protested it, even though it was long after, and it's just like, but you knew the type of person that was going to protest it. Like you, you knew who was going to. Was it the ladies with the short hair and plaid shirts? It was like uh, their country people with their golden retrievers and all that. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Makes sense. No way from the city was. Man, shout out Nadia, man. We, we talked about a lot with Nadia. She's probably one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, that was a Definitely. fun episode. I wish I was more awake for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can come back. Nadia's like. Nadia was throwing like like softballs. Like I've had conversations with Nadia after that, and I'm like, man, I'm glad you didn't mention that on the podcast because that was that's some deep stuff that Richie would not have known how to respond to. Because, but it's all right. Yeah, it's also like we're on this and we're having these debates. Like it's you. We have to like we don't want awkward silence. Yeah. So I have to just start talking. Like I can't really <laughs> think about it because yeah. awkward silence is the worst thing. So like. I immediately just have to start saying something, even if it's nonsense. I have to eventually like work my way to the point just because you don't want that silence. Yeah, sometimes I'll start talking on this podcast. I don't even know what I'm like right now. Yeah. I don't even know what's gonna come out my mouth because it's not like a video. I can't just like make a face or something to like mm-hmm. you know keep you, can't you guys. Just be like I'm placing my finger on my chin and looking up at this guy, guys, as if I'm thinking. Because like a lot of time I'll go like, huh, yeah, like I'll just do like a huh, huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to like, <laughs> so there's no awkward silence. But this podcast make me think faster, though. It make me think faster yeah. in conversations. Like, now every time I talk to somebody, I got to respond so quick just because, like, I'm getting used to, like, hearing people quickly in my mind. Like, hear these, like, certain conversations. It's, like, on replay. Yeah, or it's something about, like, steering conversations. But we do have to get to the next episode. We are running out of time. Uh, episode 6, Diversity Inclusion with Alex Rivera Grant. Uh, yeah. That episode was so fun man that was that was was a that was i hope my girlfriend hit this episode because that episode was funny yeah but i think i was kind of funny no (laughs) (laughs) i was the i was the comedic master episode you know what i always say when we talk about these podcasts i'm like yeah me and my like sports like uh analyst like i'm the play-by-play and uh amon's the color (laughs) (laughs) i'm like the player like (laughs) i was just playing but um man yeah shout out to alex Alex, I say Alexa. Hey Alexa. I used to, when <laughs> I first met her, I thought it was Alexa for some reason. I don't know why, but then I, you know, it was Alex. But yeah, no, that episode was fun. Talking about like in the workplace and all that, the microaggressions. Because mm-hmm. uh, Alex yeah. actually had to do another thing on microaggressions last week for our all staff. Really? And uh, she always brings up the uh, so well spoken thing. Oh yeah, um, how to talk about Obama? He speaks so well. Yeah, which like. I understand that, like, how that is a microaggression. I never thought of it just because I'm, like, because growing up, like, he was president most of my life and just the best speaker I've ever heard 
Mm-hmm. I, don't living, know if he, I don't know if he was the best speaker, living bro. speaker I just in our lifetime. Mm-mm, nah. Who? Man, I just think Obama. Obama's amazing. He, he uses he used his finger. Like he did his finger like this right here, guys, like throwing up the, like uh like one your your pointer finger touching your thumb with the three fingers up. And he just did that a lot. And then he'd like and he'd have like these like awkward pauses. He'd be like, you know, Michelle Obama is one of the blah 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 blah. And blah 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 blah. Nah. And, I, and he had those awkward pauses that made you be like, Man, what he's saying is important. I don't know what he's talking yeah. about. I know about three of them words, but what and that makes him a great speaker. Like I don't I don't necessarily say w- that he conveyed his messages well. I just think people thought he sounded good. That's I'm not doubting Obama man. Shout out Obama man, but I think he's the best speaker alive. Nah man, I think Umar Johnson got a beat. <laughs> <laughs> Man, my boy, Dr. Umar. Shout out my boy, Dr. Umar. <laughs> but I'm just playing, guys. I don't support everything Dr. Umar says, although I do have a black girlfriend. <laughs> Every episode, Dr. Umar and Dave Chappelle, they got to come up. I'm telling you. But, yeah, um, I, who is a better speaker than um, Barack Obama, man? I don't know, man. Barack Obama, he's great, though. I, I don't think he like got his point across. Like, oh, well, well I, I'd have to go back and watch some more of Barack Obama because I've, I've heard what? interviews. And even his, like, comedic speeches were, like, funny, like, it was like perfectly like they'd be good stand-up things like he could switch up like what he was doing he was and just i mean half of getting elected is just giving good speeches i mean half of a president's job is just giving speeches just making sure everybody's calm and yeah. know what's going on i think he i don't think i'd ever want to meet obama really I'd i'd rather meet trump before i meet obama but wait let me explain guys obama would be so boring to be around like he he wouldn't have he, he'd just be you, you know you know he wouldn't you'd like ask him a joke and no nah, he just talked to you about the bulls the whole time yeah <laughs> or he'd be like oh we don't we don't talk about people no like i that. think but trump that boy it depends joker. Boy. it depends because yeah bring up like joker it's like would you rather talk to a batman or joker like joker would be a lot more interesting uh, yeah but you'd probably learn a lot more from batman oh man forget batman playboy be you know Forget Batman. I haven't even watched the new Batman. Oh my I, god! I would never still want. I still wouldn't want to um, talk it's to Batman. Fantastic. Like Joker just seems so much fun, bro. Like like he <laughs> just sound like he just have a lot to say. Batman, he just be, yo yo yo, just talking low and just disappearing okay. when you turn your head. But you know what I'm saying? Obama would teach you something. You'd learn a lot from Obama. But Trump is just much more of a character <laughs> to say. Which I which I think is and funny. Like like. Cause like think about Trump, bef- like so I feel like we gotta separate Trump as a president versus like Trump before presidency. Like cause Trump before president, he was on like sway in the morning. Like he used to be like you know what sway in the morning is? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. My bad, my bad. It's a radio show, guys. And Trump just like all the what rappers. Sway? What sway? How sway? Oh how sway? <laughs> how? How? But but uh but yeah like Trump Trump was on there and like Trump like before Trump became president all the rappers loved Trump he was in everybody rap music videos and stuff like that. That's because when you think of the American Millionaire that's what you thought of. Yeah, Trump. yeah that's yeah. why Mac Miller had a song called Donald Trump. Yeah, and it, I think Trump would be like a funny person to be around. Like I I don't care anything about how people call because like, I would. I feel like Obama, I sort of know the type of guy. He's, like, actually, like, having, like, a one-on-one Trump. Like, I just don't know what to expect to hear. No, I'd want to go, like, fishing or something with Trump. He'd be like, you know. No, because then he just talk about girls all the time. Yeah, uh, probably, man, but he'd have some funny stories, though. Yeah, but that's, like, your drunk uncle. Like, yeah, I, I love my drunk uncle. I, I might would, hate him when he called me for money, but I love him because he got the funniest story. I feel like there's just so much about Trump you just also don't know. 
Like, Same thing about everybody else that's ever been a president. But I feel like more <laughs> just like shady stuff and just like stuff that's like so out there because, you know, he's been a millionaire forever. He comes mm-hmm. from generational wealth. He knows all these super famous people. He was mm-hmm. probably on Epstein's Island. Uh, I mean, uh, Biden was on Epstein Island. I think he's thinking about Clinton's. No, I think Biden went to Epstein Island. Sorry if I false came, but I think Biden went to Epstein Island. I don't know. That's also crazy. I don't know if you kept up with that case, but what Epstein's case? Yeah, the his like right hand man was a woman. So I don't know if I should say right hand woman. I'm not sure. Yeah, right hand woman. That just yeah doesn't roll off the tongue as much. But uh, you know, like syllable, syllable. But yeah, but like she's uh, under trial now, and yeah. if she dies, it's definitely somebody killing her, not suicide. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there'd just be a lot of like secrets that you might learn, and just like you might just say the craziest things. Uh, I mean, I got we all got secrets. I don't know if my secrets would be worse than Trump's secrets, though. I hope not. I'm just glad I can't tell you where I hit the body. I'm just. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I don't even know that'd be worse than Trump. What some of the secrets he might have. But then, uh, next episode, Growing Up Mexican-American with Jesus. Yeah, you got to fill me in, because I wasn't uh, on that one, guys. Yeah. Last episode that we had, that they had last week. I'll be honest, guys. Being from a somebody who works in television all that, that is not my favorite episode. Jesus was really not budging. What do you mean by that? I, like, I texted you, and you said he wasn't budging. What, what it's you like, you know, long answers. Like, you give somebody a leading question, and they go on for a while, you know? Did he? No. That's why I was saying, like, oh, trying he, to get something out of him so much. Uh, Avi was a good co-host and talking to both of them. When we had, uh, after a while, it was a little bit because we'd have, I'd have both of them talk about something that, like, because when we think about stuff, you know, America is very black and white, but it ain't so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people and, make that joke when I be around a lot And having time. two people from completely different minorities that you don't hear about as much. Like, Hispanic, I feel like you hear about a good bit, probably third most but indie you don't hear about but two non-black minority mm-hmm. groups mm-hmm. hearing that and them reflecting about it and the similarities they have uh even being from complete opposite sides of the world and all that and uh their thoughts on black issues because we talked about black lives matter a little bit because sometimes i feel like we group all minorities together and we talked about that uh the label people of color mm-hmm. and how it goes and how it's just like everybody not white because I'm interested to hear what, what Jesus had to say about Black Lives Matter because I don't know if you guys if he said it on the podcast but like Jesus is like a police officer or police officer and trainer and he and he, he his sister's a police officer and he always talks about like a blue not blue lives matter specifically but like from that point of view yeah he's not allowed to talk about that really yeah why not his job oh 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 what he wasn't allowed to give his his opinion on it. He just wasn't. We weren't allowed to say his job title or any of that. I don't know if we're allowed to say in this. We'll see if this stays in. But uh, oh, uh, he, he's he's not actually a police officer. Yeah, but he said because like, I don't even know his actual job because they'll probably listen to because his name's on it and he wasn't allowed to say a lot of stuff because of that. He told me what he wasn't allowed to say before episodes. So that's why I also felt non-budgy because we couldn't really get into the super serious topics. Because Tom, I'd love to hear his opinion on Blue Lives Matter, which. He could have gave his know. personal opinion. What's your opinion on Blue Lives Matter? Man, who? Well, that's a loaded question, buddy. That's a loaded question, buddy. Uh, I feel like we talked about this on one episode, but um, my opinion on Blue Lives Matter, I think it is definitely an 
anti-protest to Black Lives yeah, Matter. That's what I say. But that, you and that and all lives matter because they're both just a protest to black people's protests. Yeah, but I, but I, um, I, I think at at the core, at the core, I think people were tired of hearing black people speak. Yeah, because I understand if if there were a bunch of Chinese, um, Chinese a- Asian people doing like um, Asian lives matter from an honest point of view. After a while, I'd get tired of it because it's just like, man, I'm trying to get on my day. Yeah. Or, or 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 something like that. So I I can understand why they felt frustrated. I can understand why they don't see the issues as important as we do, because they didn't grow up well. They didn't grow yeah, up. It with doesn't them. affect them. But and also I can also see the thing because b- believe it or not, like I feel like this don't get, this don't get pushed in the media at all. But police officers die every day, right? Like I'm not trying to take up for the police or anything, but I do support the police because I, I I've known some some cool police growing up. Like some cool police that stop in the neighborhood. Yeah, there's basketball. definitely good people that yeah are police, but it's also another protest is them with the system entirely, not just obviously because everybody knows there's good people who are police officers. But like my thing in it too is that black people don't get don't choose to be black. They're born like that to have their life in danger just because they're born like that. Then, but a police officer applies for the job. They volunteer to put their life in danger. Yeah, yeah, but I still think about like you have um for example, th- th- so I try to as you guys know, I try to see both sides. I think about okay, being a police, right? I'm a police every day. I got a I got a sidekick or whatever you call your your partner in crime. You're you're like a not partner in crime, but your your side, your road dog, the one that be in the squad car with you. One your day K9? No, 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 no. Not the dog. Like dog as in like your homeboy. That's what I mean. Like if I call somebody, that's my dog. Yeah, they're not going to the back of the car so they can't. Yeah, I'm talking about their friends. The, the, yeah, like partner. Their partner. Yeah, the partner. So You said partner, but you just kept going. You couldn't oh, just bad. stop there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the partner. And you just out on patrol one day and you get a call and there's a, there's a, there's something going on in a black household and, and you knock on the door and next thing you know, a, a guy shoots through the door, kills your partner. That's going to traumatize you and and the people in the force that weren't there to happen because now they're now they're fearing for their lives. And it's not even like their conscious thoughts is just kind of a reaction. Like, I don't think that all cops that kill black people are racist. Like a lot of people like look at him and be like, oh, that cop is racist because he killed a black dude. I don't think he was racist. I think that the image that that black people or that black people have been betrayed as has frightened people. And and when you frighten and you don't know and you don't know these people like that because you didn't grow up with them, you tend to think that all yeah. of them the same. I agree with that 100 percent because yeah. the stereotype is, you know, all criminals dangerous. Uh, my neighbor was oh, one of the cops who shot. He shot Antoine Walker or mm-hmm. Antoine Rose. Uh, I think it was Antoine Rose was his name. Uh, but his family is big Trumpies and all that. So you could tell that. I don't know if he was, I don't think he was racist, went to therapy after that and all that, but I think he had that perceived thought where he thought he was in danger just because the kid was black. Yeah. Because our communities aren't integrated. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, and it's it's definitely that, and it's also how the media portrays yeah. it. It's like every time you see on the media, you say gang violence. You, you, you don't think of, oh, there was a white guy in gang violence. Look yeah. at Chad. He was banging GD. Yeah. Now you you think of Daquan and yeah. <laughs> killing Tyrone or Jerome yeah. or, or, or Laquan. Stereotypes play into that. And it ain't even stereotypes. It's like the truth. Cause like uh, like this statistic that that I I know is that um, 
around 50% of the murders are committed by 13%. I want to ask, Which we talk about culture. Do you think because that stereotype, because black people, I feel like I have a stereotype, they have to be taught, they have to be gay, they have to do I Do that. I think they have to be? No, but they're the stereotype that there is, do you think a lot of that is they fall victim to that stereotype, having to fall into that, to feel like they have to be taught, to feel like they have to nah. catch a body to feel No, like no, no, no. no. This is how it is. This the stereotype. I would say this is from my own black person, one black person's point of view. I don't think the stereotype of being a gang member um, pushes you to make you be like that. I think the environment that you grow up in. So, for example, I could have been a gang member. But I'm not saying stereotype from other people. I'm talking about like the expectations. Yeah, nobody expects you to be a gang member. So this is how this is how it is. You young. One time you hang out with your uncle, and and you you chilling with your uncle in the car. And then, and then he with his friends, your uncle, he, they older than you. They get you to hit the blunt. Now you, now you hitting the blunt with them. Boom, you become cooler with them. And now they pulling out their guns around you, setting them on the table. And now you in the trap house with them while they, while they selling weed and stuff like that. And then it's kind of like ashtray from euphoria. Yeah. Like how you just become assimilated into the culture. Yeah. And it's like something that you can't even do about it. It's just something you grow up in. Yeah. And like a lot of gang members, like right now, they didn't choose to be gang members. That's just the life that, that's the life yeah. how they grew up. Like they had no other, I ain't gonna say they had no other choice, but that was like the only thing close to them that was barring them. And, and it's the same thing for the generation before them, the generation before them, and the generation yeah, before I them. Yeah, I want to say because i hear that all the time you never met somebody who's hood who wanted to be hood you know victims of their environment i know some people from your my white, school your white community who wanted to be like that because were they black or white uh white they yeah. and the, i think there's a couple black guys but yeah probably. ones i remember more white because it's just ridiculous because you don't struggle you live in a nice neighborhood but you see that and you think that's tough. That's a lifestyle that you think suits you, even though it's not very smart and it's not something you have to do. And a lot of people, I feel like if you grow up in that environment, as you're saying, you're sort of yeah. they're a victim of their environment. The environment brings them up. But these people aren't like that. They just see on TV or they meet somebody. There's this one girl. She's the nicest girl throughout elementary and uh, middle school. But then gone into a friend group felt like she had to act hood uh and all that and is 18 and as a child yeah i i was gonna say it's definitely um they also do black sense which black what black sense black sense yeah what's that black sense black accents you never heard that Oh, black accents. Yeah. And you call it a black scent? You know, yeah, that's what people call it. You never heard that? That must be what white people call it. No, they call that boondocks. Black Really? I'm pretty sure uh, Alex talked about it, too. That's a black big thing. Scent. It's like when white people try to act black by, like, trying to slur all their words all that. And uh, you talked about what what you call it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's definitely like because of the media. It's it's if if there were no rappers with chains on and and and, 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 and with guns in their videos, there would be no white kids doing it. It's for the simple fact that rappers have made it look good and made it sound so good that you and you hear so many success stories that yeah. everyone about everybody want to become a success story. And now it's become to the point where everybody think they got it out the mud because they didn't get that one yeah. thing. Like you, boy. I mean, guys. No, 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 guys, guys, guys. <laughs> you did not get it out the mud, bro. You did not get it out the mud because 
you you were growing up in the suburbs. Yeah, maybe your mom and dad got divorced. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but that don't mean that you got to go out here and like lie in all your raps and, and, and do all that. It's just like so and that's the, you're talking about like young boy, like oh yeah, Rich, you can't relate to that music. But the thing is, as you hear that music, you think oh you can relate to a lot of that and all that. They hear and they think they want to relate. Yeah, they want to relate. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then they start like like the guys across the across the floor from you and they got that that young boy poster on their door (laughs) those are white guys it's just like i mean i have no problem with it it's just like weird to me when i see white people want to be a part of a culture so bad yeah but we are out of time sadly on this week but uh this has been ain't so black and white i'm richie lyons i'm a man edwards peace y'all